Hi, welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my privilege to share with you tips and tools to help make your journey easier. Before we get started, just let me remind you that you can access our podcasts anywhere that you choose, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, also on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Okay, so let's get started. Today's topic is helping your kids to hide God's word in their hearts. We talked a little bit about this on another podcast, but I wanted to go from a different angle and and teach you a little more detail. Uh, In Isaiah, it says, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, as we fill our minds with God's thoughts, exchanging our natural thoughts for God's thoughts, we learn to cultivate godly character in our lives. And this is what we must do with our kids. So I wanted to share with you some tips for how we did this and how you can do that. First of all, you need to schedule in time. You need to be intentional in teaching your kids scripture because it doesn't come naturally. God's ways do not come naturally. And just, I, you know, I have to say just learning a verse doesn't mean their behavior is going to be different. It's bringing that verse into their mind and cogitating on it. And eventually it goes down to their heart and it changes the way that they act. Because God's word is filling their mind, it becomes a reference for them. So it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. I mean, God's word has the answer for everything in life. And that's what we need to point our kids to. So early on, I used flashcards to teach my kids verses. And there are some verses that everybody needs to know, but there are also verses that are directed to problem areas. If your child is struggling with anger, you can direct them to a verse that deals with anger. So I just wanted to show you this if and when flashcards. When tempted to be angry, I would have them learn James 1, 19 through 20. But let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. And when your kids were struggling with this, we would go over these verses every day. So then when they're actually struggling with it, you can remind them about the verse. When they're tempted to hate correction, you know, who likes being disciplined? Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. That's what the scripture says. When tempted to give in to Satan's temptations, if you're considering doing something that you know to be right, this verse in James, therefore to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. And that's a concept we need to teach our kids. If you know something's the right thing to do, but you're not willing to do it, that's sin. And we can help them deal with that sin in their hearts. When tempted to watch, think about, listen to, or read something that's wrong, remember this verse. When tempted to worry, when things go wrong and you think you can't take it anymore, or you think you're not strong enough to do right anymore, 1 Corinthians. When tempted to be unkind to someone who's unkind to you. When tempted to grumble or argue. These things in this little set of flashcards are things that my kids struggled with. When tempted to want the best for ourselves, 
If you question whether or not to do something or you're concerned that others won't appreciate what you're doing when difficult things happen, success is promised to us if, when tempted to brag, when tempted to want the best for yourself or be the first to do something, who, you know, which of our kids does not do that, when tempted to lie, when tempted to boast in ourselves or to worry that we can't do what's right, when tempted to tattle, oh boy, that's a big one, when tempted to complain about others, when tempted to deceive your parents, when tempted to judge or criticize others, when tempted to argue, when tempted to be unkind to those who mistreat us, when tempted to speak foolish or harmful words, when tempted to be afraid, just when tempted to sin. These are things that my kids struggled with, so we made up flashcards to help them deal with that. And it was so effective. We also had Proverbs flashcards, character quality flashcards. You know, what kids don't struggle with obedience or being kind or gratefulness? This set of character quality flashcards deals with that. Does God always see you even when other people can't? What does God show us? What is like a honeycomb? What brings discouragement? You know, these are things that everybody needs to know. And you know, I found I didn't learn these things when I was kid when I was a kid. So I learned them along with my kids. Our Proverbs set, what does good like a medicine? What is like cold water to a thirsty soul? To what is the name of the Lord compared? What will become of the person who loves pleasure too much? And you know, this is a whole set of those things. Proverbs is so practical. And we want to fill our kids' minds with Proverbs, with Scripture. So these are some sets. I've got lots of sets, and I have them available on my website for you to use too, characterconcepts.com. But I just wanted to share those with you. Those were some of our basic sets of flashcards. As the kids got older, you know, we've got character curriculum from preschool through high school, and each level has flashcards to go with that to teach character qualities. Here's a whole set of Proverbs flashcards. Um, growing in Wisdom flashcards. This is a set of 40 wrong behaviors and the corresponding right behaviors. So we can learn what God's word says about turning the wrong into right. You know, every negative behavior that your child displays has a corresponding positive behavior. And we need to help our kids deal with what's going on in their heart and help them turn that negative into the positive. But anyway, these are things that will be helpful to you. They've been helpful to our kids. Another great way is putting scripture to song. For our kids, um, Thy Word Creations had some psalms put to music that our kids love to listen to. But any time you can put scripture to music, it helps them to remember it. Perhaps one of the earliest tools that we used, we wanted to teach our kids that we are not our own. We are bought with a price. Our bodies belong to the Lord. Romans 12, 1 says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. So I read that, and I thought, how can I teach my kids to present their body to God as a living sacrifice? So we came up with this board. You can see behind me, we had the Ricky board, the Timmy board, the Kelly board, the Casey board. And on it, at the very top, I listed Romans 12, 1. And with the verse. And then we took every part of the body and 
looked for scriptures that dealt with that. For, for instance, the knee, Ephesians 3.14, For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The eye, Proverbs 4.29, Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. This is a reminder to control what we look at and to use our eyes to honor the Lord and his ways and not be distracted by things of the world. The hand, Proverbs 10.4, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Hence, this is an admonition to be diligent in all that we do. What we do, we do for God's glory, not for our own pleasure. Feet. Proverbs 4.27, we also have Ephesians 6.15 on that board. The idea behind this was to instruct our kids that we're not here to make it a goal to please ourselves, but to submit their body to the Lord in his ways. And 1 Peter 5.5 in one version of the Bible says to wear the overalls of humility and serving each other. So I would take a picture of my kids wearing overalls for that reason to help them learn to serve others with humility. So I would take a picture of my kids, I would have it blown up, and I would put it on a piece of paper and write the verses around it. And my handout for you, my freebie for you this month, is all these verses. And they're actually about the size that you would need to do a board like that. Um, so you can print the verses off, and you can use them just as they are if you choose or you can redo them in a different font, however you want it. But you, you take a picture of your child, you have it blown up poster size, and you put it on a backing, put it in a frame, and write those verses around it. The way that we would use that is every night before the kids would go to bed, I would say, all right, Kel or Case or whichever it was, what part of the body do you want to do today? And they would say, the knees or the leg or the arm. And I would say the verse from the board, and they would repeat it. And that sounds very simple, you know. I didn't say you have to learn this. We would just go over them. And after a couple of years, they knew these verses. I mean, they had them down pat. So it helped them to learn how to use their body for the Lord Jesus Christ. Very practical way, but very effective. For handwriting practice, when the kids got a little older, we would have them write out Bible verses. And we, I'd frame them, and I'd hang them in a prominent part of the house. And again, I chose verses that they needed to help them with current struggles that they were experiencing. As our kids grew older, we had them learn whole passages from Scripture that dealt with practical areas that we all need to know. Here's just a few. In another podcast, I will go over this and maybe give you this list of Scriptures so that you can use them too. But James 1, how to deal with temptation. Psalm 91, conquering your fears. Philippians 4, overcoming worry. James 4, controlling the tongue. 1 Peter 3, dealing with suffering. Colossians 3, how to have proper values. Those are just some passages of scripture that we would have our kids learn. Another thing that we did, a very practical way to teach our kids God's word, and maybe one of the most effective things that we did, is Rick recorded passages of scripture. At first he recorded the book of Proverbs. Then he recorded the book of Psalms. Then he recorded, you can see some behind us. We've got the book of John, the book of Acts, 1 Peter, James, um, some Bible stories from the Old Testament. Um, but we started out with Proverbs. And we would 
pop these CDs in at our kids' nap time and bedtime. And it was amazing. We found that they started learning these scriptures. And, you know, at night we would do day, our nightly devotions, and Rick would read the proverb of the day. Like if it was the 15th of the month, we'd read the 15th proverb. And he'd start reading the proverb. He'd tell the kids to raise your hands if you have questions, and he'd explain it. But as he started reading it, the kids would finish the verse before he could finish reading it. And he'd say, how do you know that verse? Well, Dad, it's those CDs you have us listen to. And what happened is our kids started learning volumes of scripture without even trying. It, it was amazing. And you know, as our kids have gotten older, they have said that often these scriptures would come back to them. They don't remember actually sitting down and memorizing those verses, but having listened to them, it became a part of their thought pattern, a part of their mind. And when they were in a situation of temptation, that verse would pop into their mind so they would know how to deal with it. And as Rick recorded this, he would explain, he would give example stories, he would explain what difficult words meant. So what he was actually doing was teaching our kids to meditate on the word. He was giving them practical way to meditate on God's word. So they were learning God's word. They had a teacher to show them how to meditate on it. They were getting a scriptural worldview built in because it became part of their thinking. They learned to think God's thoughts from these passages. And scripture eventually began to take root in their hearts and affect their decisions and their way of life. The Bible has the answers for every problem, and that's what we need to teach our kids. It's the guidebook for life. You don't have to rely on your feelings. You shouldn't rely on your feelings to guide you. Scripture has the answer. And a real side benefit was our kids very rarely had nightmares because the last thing they were thinking about and listening to before they went to bed is God's Word. So several of our babies they would fuss and squirm when we laid them down unless we turned on their Bible CDs for them to listen to. It was comforting and calming to them. So yes, we even put it in when the kids were babies. And currently, I'm listening to the Psalms at night. You know, it's not just for kids. It's for adults, too. And I will just turn that on to listen to as I go to sleep at night. So we've made the following recordings. You can see some behind us. Proverbs. It's the most practical book ever written. It's full of everyday life stuff. Psalms contains the whole spectrum of human emotions and how to manage it. You know, God gives the answer. Sometimes the psalmist will talk about a problem and then he'll give the clue as to how to deal with that problem in the psalm. Matthew, one of the gospels, it's about Jesus's time on earth and Jesus's own words and instructions to us. James teaches us how to understand temptation, how to control our words, the power of our words in wisdom and relationships, and how to deal with conflicts. That's all in the book of James. First Peter teaches about relationships within the church and the family. So we've done an Acts, I mean, we've done all these scriptures that you can purchase. We've got them available digitally or physically, and you can just pop those in and let your kids listen to them as they go to bed at night. So um, another way that we trained our kids was playing a game called ifs. And our kids loved to do this. We did it on a regular basis during family time. We would give them a hypothetical situation. 
that we're pretty sure that they would encounter in real life and would say, if this happened, what should you do? And our older kids say that many times this was the safeguard that they needed to help them make wise decisions. They were prepared in advance for situations that they would encounter. And in the show notes, I'm going to give you a link to a video where our oldest son explains how that was helpful to him as he was growing up. So we're preparing them for situations of temptation. It's not that they will always choose wisely, but they know what the right choice is based on God's word. So we actually have a whole set of flashcards that um, comes with Kids of Character Bible Study. Kids of Character Bible Study teaches 45 basic character qualities that everybody needs to know. They're short answer questions, as I said, for them to look up to see what scripture says about those 45 qualities. But at the end of each chapter, each quality, is a whole page of ifs. If this happened, what would you do? If this happened, what would you do? And there are things, there are situations that our kids face, but as you read that, that will prompt you to think of, oh, my kids face this situation. Let's teach them how to handle that. And husband and wife can decide, how do we want them to handle this? Decide in advance so that they will be prepared for situations of temptation. So once you have led your kids to hide God's word in their heart, you need to show them how to put it into practice. Take them by the hand and reach out and be a blessing to others. Galatians 5.13 says, By love serve one another. When my youngest daughter was 10, I told her that I wanted her to have a ministry in church. And she looked at me like, how can I do that, Mom? I said, I want you to have a hug ministry. I want you to look for an older person in church that looks like they might be lonely, maybe someone whose husband died or their wife died. And you give them a hug every Sunday and just say hi to them and tell them that you're praying for them. And um, if it's a woman, tell her she looks pretty or you know, just something to encourage them. So she started doing this. She actually picked out World War II vets, and the one that she chose first was a man whose wife had died. He was a sweet man. He'd been in World War II, and um, we actually developed a relationship with him from this. We went to visit him in his home. He told us stories about what he experienced in the war. He told us stories about his wife, how dear she was to him, and he became a good friend, like a dear friend. At one point in time, he was her best friend. You know, he was an old man, but he was her best friend. And she built a tree house and named it after him. And we brought him over to see the tree house. And that just blessed him to see that she cared enough about him being an older person that she would invest in his life and let him invest in her life. And it just blessed us so much. You know, this is putting character into action. And I've got another podcast that gives you plenty of ideas about how to do that. And, and I'll probably do another one about it, too, because interviewing vets and being a part of their lives has been such a blessing to us. It's something I wouldn't trade for anything. So as you seek to look for ways to help your child apply scripture, it becomes a way of life. You know, I love it when they begin to see opportunities to serve and apply what they're learning. And it might be a little bit of work getting started, but it will come back to bless you many times over as you watch your kids learn to be a blessing to others. It has so blessed me 
within our own church and community to hear of my older kids blessing others. It became a way of life. And they developed servants' hearts because we would take them by the hand and look for opportunities to be a blessing. And that's continued into their adult lives. And they're teaching it to their kids. And I mean, it will just bless you so deeply if you train your kids this way. So thanks for joining us today. I hope that this has given you some practical helps. As I say, all these things I talked about and many more are on our website, characterconcepts.com. We are dedicated to providing tools to make your job easier. You know, when my kids were little, I had to look up all these verses. I had to write down what sins they were demonstrating. And you get to benefit from the many sins that my kids had because as I looked to meet their needs, I looked up verses and then, you know, we've developed that into something that looks a lot nicer for you to use with your family. But it's, you know, we all struggle. We're sinners. Expect your kids to sin. Expect them to struggle. But these are practical ways that you can help them with that. You can put shoe leather on it and you can guide them into realizing what's in their heart and changing their heart through the use of God's Word. It's only God's Word that changes our heart. It's not just, you know, I'm going to do this on my own strength. I'm going to be better. I'm not going to be unkind again. It is God's Word that makes the difference in all of our lives. And as you seek to train your kids, you'll be training yourself too. So thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.